Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Friday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, new podcast with Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert, which will have a new episode from that great duo out later today. You can find all those podcasts at BatteryPower.com, at Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media, as well as free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit the subscribe button for the latest content. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So a second off day this week. Uh, Monday, obviously, uh, the Braves had a much-needed off day after their series against the Mets. They came out against Boston, an exciting two-day stretch. Some great overall performances from the offense. Vaughn Grissom obviously has arrived. And then a second off day. Now, don't get me wrong. With two doubleheaders, you know, on back-to-back Saturdays, one coming up, the, to, you know, tomorrow with the Marlins, the two off days were needed. But I'll admit, you know, someone covering the Braves, a fan of the Braves, things like that, it's you want Braves baseball as much as possible, especially when the offense is playing like it is. So thankfully, we're back to having some Braves baseball to watch as they head to Miami to face the Marlins. But let's reset the scene a bit for the Braves as to where they are now entering mid-August and really getting into the last third of the season. The Braves currently are 64, or excuse me, 66 and 46. So they have officially played 112 games this year. So we're in the final stretch of 50 games with there still being plenty of, of chance that anything could happen. But with where the Braves stand right now, they're currently 66-46. and 46. They're seven games back of the Mets in the NL East. But with the new playoff format in place, the Braves actually are the first wildcard team in the NL. And what that means is with them being the fourth place wildcard team currently, they, in the first round of the playoffs, would host the fifth place wildcard team, for a three-game series. This is similar to in 2020 in the first round where the Braves played the Reds and the Braves were able to win those two games. If things were to continue as they are, the Braves was a would have would have right as of right now would host the Phillies if the playoffs were to start today. But the main point of importance here is that the Braves, while they're pursuing the Mets, they currently do have a three and a half game lead on the first wild card spot, which would mean that they would exclusively host all three games of the first round of the playoffs. So again, seven games separates the Braves from the Mets, who lead the NL East. Three and a half games separates the Braves and the Phillies with the Braves in the fourth wild card spot and the Phillies in the fifth wild card spot. Wild card spot. Now, 
Much is to be determined about these spots in the standings. You would love to see the Braves be able to make a push towards the Mets, and they have plenty of opportunity. Seven more games with the Mets, all in Atlanta. But Atlanta also needs to be very, very cognizant of the fact that they need to continue to win because they do have six games remaining against the Phillies as well, and the Phillies and Mets both have been two of the better teams in the National League since the start of the second half of the season. So the Braves are in a very good position. You obviously would like to be closer in the division when it comes to, you know, going after the Mets, but the Braves still do have plenty of opportunity to make the division race interesting. But the big key is this, is that they've now got four games in three days against the Marlins, tonight, two tomorrow, and then one on Sunday, and then a very, very tough upcoming homestand. You've got the Mets for four games, and then one of the best Better teams in the American League, the Houston Astros. The Braves are, you know, basically a rematch of the World Series, thankfully in Atlanta. But this homestand is going to be the Braves versus the Mets for four games and then against the Astros for three games. After that, we do go on the road to face the Pittsburgh Pirates, but then you've also got the Braves facing off against another playoff, an NL playoff hopeful in the St. Louis Cardinals. So the point is, is that over the next few weeks, the Braves' schedule definitely is going to be a tough one to navigate. That's why you have to hope the Braves are fully focused, which they definitely are. They're fully focused on taking advantage of these games in which they're playing against a team in the Marlins that they should be able to beat. You know, you're hoping for at least three out of four games, maybe even a sweep, but if the Braves can get three out of four, that'll definitely definitely be a good start to this stretch of the schedule. Of course, Friday also, or excuse me, Thursday also brought with it a bit of news that, that may appear to be concerning. Max Reed placed on the seven-day IL with, you know, as, you know, basically precaution for possible concussion. This occurred from his last start when he had that scare. He was fielding a ball um, in foul, or basically getting a ball in foul territory, threw it to home plate, landed awkwardly. It looked like that he had hurt himself, but he thankfully was okay, stayed in to pitch the game. However, the Braves just are taking caution to make sure that he is good and ready to go. While he will not pitch against the Marlins, it looks like that Freed should get a few extra days of rest, basically. Make sure he clears all the protocol that he needs to to know that there's not a lingering you know, issue with concussions, and then hopefully he'll be available to face off against the Mets at the start of next week. So a little bit of a scare, a little bit of concern. Doesn't really seem to be that much of concern that, you know, Freed will be, you know, away from the team or unavailable longer than the seven days on the concussion IL. But obviously the Braves taking every precaution that they can to make sure that their staff ace is good to go. But what that does mean is that it's a it's the opportunity for the rest of the Braves pitching staff to really make a difference in uh, Miami over the weekend, and that starts with newly acquired Jake Odorizzi. Hopefully, he'll be able to put together his first truly successful start in a Braves uniform as he faces off against Pablo Lopez of the Marlins. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
Questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropG Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. With the injury news announced about Max Reed on Friday, Max Reed was slated to start the series against or the series opener against the Marlins and Pablo, Pablo Lopez tonight in Miami. But of course, with him being on the seven-day IL now due to possible concussion symptoms, the Braves are going to have to shuffle their starting rotation. Now, it shouldn't take that much of shuffling. What likely is going to occur, at least just from you know projected you know starters of, of how things were going to flow throughout the weekend, Jake Odorizzi will get his second start of his Braves career tonight against Pablo Lopez. Tomorrow, Ian Anderson, though Ian Anderson, it's already been discussed that he's um, w- uh, that he will be on his way to AAA due to a demotion earlier this week. He will be able and likely will be announced as the extra player for the Braves on Saturday. He'll be in, he'll be one of the starters and likely start Game One of the doubleheader on Saturday, and then Spencer Strider will get the start against the Marlins on. Or Saturday night in, in Game 2 of the doubleheader. And then veteran Charlie Morton will be on the mound for the Braves on Sunday. So the Braves should be just fine in terms of, you know, them not having to make any sort of, you know, special moves or anything like that, unexpected roster moves like they did when Orlando Arcia was injured earlier this week and they called up Von Grissom. They were they, they made this move with Max Reed, likely with the comfort of knowing that they were just going to be able to slot guys, you know, up a spot in the rotation and feel just fine going into this series against the Marlins. And of course, Jake Odorizzi, you know, he had a pretty, pretty hard introduction to his Braves career when it comes to facing an opponent like the Mets. Odorizzi, you know, overall managed pretty well. He at least put the Braves in a position to have a chance to win uh, last Saturday, but obviously the Mets did have some success against him. The hope for the Braves is that he's just able to find the ability to limit the overall offensive production of the Marlins. I know I say that a lot about these Braves pitchers, but that's really what stands out. That's really what it comes down to. Jake Odorizzi probably is not a, a, a pitcher at this point in time in his career, at least so far this season. Yes, he can throw together a gym every now and then, but more than anything, it's just him being able to keep offenses off balance and make sure that he's limiting the production enough to give his own offense a chance to be able to be successful. And the Braves Braves do seem to have a good opportunity to potentially do that tonight. Now, Pablo Lopez was a very popular potential trade candidate. We saw, you know, the Dodgers and the Yankees, two teams who were clearly World Series contenders. They seem to both like Pablo Lopez, and Pablo Lopez has shown good stuff, as many young Marlins pitchers have, you know, at different points in time over the past few years. Lopez had a pretty good June and July, but as of late, he has shown 
shown that teams can get to him and can get to him pretty early. In three of his last four starts, he's allowed four more earned runs in those starts. And the other thing that stands out in regards to Pablo Lopez and his career against the Braves, he actually has a 5.70 ERA and it's 3-6 and six in his career against the Braves. So the opportunity is there for Atlanta to be able to find success early and that's something that you hope continues from the Boston series. Again, Ronald Acuna Jr., Dansby Swanson, um, Austin Riley, 13 combined hits in the two games against the Red Sox, setting the table in what led to 17 total runs for this Atlanta offense. The bottom of the lineup has stayed pretty consistent in terms of the fact that there's a reason why the, you know, the Braves hitters at the bottom of the lineup are there, but they've stayed consistent at stepping up when they needed to. But when this Braves lineup is at its best, it's obviously when its best hitters are at their best, and right now, the top three in the order for the Braves all seem to be locked in. Something that we've been waiting to see for months now. It definitely seems as if they're locked in. Them continuing to be productive will be a great boost to this offense to take advantage of the opportunity of getting some wins together before the start of a very tough homestand. But you can't ever overlook, you know, the opponent that's in front of you, and that's tonight. Hopefully, Odorizzi will be on top of his game and show what he did in his last start with the Astros when, we, when, we, when he went seven innings and pitched a gym of a game. Hopefully, he'll be able to have a much better second start in a Braves uniform, and the Braves will be able to continue some success that they've shown in the past against Pablo Lopez. Obviously, it's going to be a fun weekend. Tomorrow, it's going to be a tell of youth for the Braves' starting rotation. Spencer Strider continuing his quest for NL Rookie of the Year, while Ian Anderson will hopefully be able to put together another successful start before he goes and you know tries to get his overall approach mechanics, what have you, worked on before the stretch run of the season. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. Of course, you can find the Battery Power Podcast, Road to Atlanta Podcast, the Daily Hammer, and the new podcast with Stephen Willis and Chris Tolbert, of which there will be a new podcast from that great duo out later on today. All of that at BatteryPower.com and at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Daily content is available through the Battery Power Podcast Network. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.